What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. We've got a stacked episode for all of you fine folks. I've been out and uh, says we're having trouble streaming. That's not that's not of your concerns. Let's not worry about where it is or isn't streaming. Let's get into it because uh, I was in Vegas all week. I had an absolutely incredible time over at Skankfest. Very cool to see part of the problem in the big room, packed house, cheering fans, women throwing their bras at me. Things are getting wild, everybody. And uh, I owe two hats. There are two people I said, meet me in the hallway for hats. I didn't see no one in the hallway. Uh, you, you know what? I can make the argument that you bailed on retrieving your hat, but I'm not that kind of a person. I will get you your sheath hat, and I'll even pay for the postage because I'm a person that honors his words. And uh, I appreciate all you nice people coming out, saying hello, and the party that we all had to have. And now it is back to work because we got podcasting to do. We've got topics that are building up. We've got a speaker of a house position that's vacant. And I, you know what I say? Let's do January 6th, the gavel day. First person to storm in there and get the gavel wins. And no one gets to team up with the FBI because they're the best at opening up the doors of the building. They already know how to open up those doors real easy. We can't make it too easy. It's got to be a fair fight for this gavel. Lay it down in the middle and whoever gets to it first. Also had a thrill uh, hanging out with the fine sponsors of the Run Your Mouth podcast. Yeah, Sheath. Uh, Zia was out there. Of course, the Okratum people partied up with the Okratum people. Ate myself some uh, some fancy Chinese food, and I don't normally trust Asian food unless it's being purchased by the Okratum family of America, the Okratum Family Association of America. The only people honest enough to bring the working class citizens of America sixty dollar kilos. Everyone else is jacking up the price of their kilos. They're looking at inflation. They're looking at the airlines getting away with charging you for fl- tickets for flights that don't even fly. And everyone's looking at everyone else raising their prices and going, you know what? I'm going to raise my prices too. But not the good kilo yo kratom people. They still got their kilos priced at $60. People weren't even sure how they could get a kratom of kilo all the way down to $60. But they're still doing it. And so if they're ordering me fancy Chinese food, I'll eat that fancy Chinese food. Uh, anyways, it was an absolute blast, and uh, it's the big season finale of Summer Porch Store coming up in back in Las Vegas, and then uh, Tucson, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, going to Europe, going to be at Mohegan Sun this weekend, got some other tour dates with Davey Smith, and uh, that's it for the plugs, so, you know, we don't even need to do the episode now. Now that I've already told you all the things that you could do that would put money into my pocket, why would there be any reason to do additional programming for you you people? No, I'm kidding. We got all sorts of news to discuss. Let's get into it. What do we got? What do we got? First up, today's topics. Our leaders averted a shutdown by waiting till the last minute, taking some Adderall, and asking for an extension. I love that about our world leaders. You know, I would have thought I would be unsuccessful in college, but apparently my exact strategy for passing classes will even work for when you have no money. Um, McCarthy was ousted, meaning it's up to all of us to reach into our pockets and, you know, find some money for Ukraine. Because if the government can't get more money to Ukraine, we need more money going to Ukraine. It's on all of us. The government's not going to do it. This might be the most important thing that we all figure out how we can get a couple dollars and cents over to the people of Ukraine. Hunter Biden is apparently able to afford $1 million a month in legal bills, which is further proof that we all should get into finger painting. Apparently, if you want to know where the big bucks are these days and how you can afford to be out there, multiple lawsuits, suing everybody, fighting the government, suing the CIA, suing the whistleblowers, suing the people that blew the whistles on the whistleblowers, everyone's getting sued. And then lastly, uh, which Republican is winning 
the contest for looking most like a vampire. I'm convinced they're playing a game behind closed doors. It's almost like that 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 Super Troopers game where they're like, go out there and be meow. I feel like the uh, the overlords, the lizard people, they, they give these people like little side games to play. And then whoever uh, wins the side game gets points in however their system works. It's like you get enough points to get a flight to Epstein's Island or something. I don't really understand the point system of our overlords. But every single Republican, they all got this slick back hair, these blacked out eyes. Did you watch the debates? It's like each one of them was up there, except for Chris Christie, who's very well fed. I mean, the, 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 he must go to a different blood bank. A, a blood bank for diabetics, where they only take the blood of the diabetics, and then they feed it to... But the rest of them, everyone's looking like a vampire. All right, here we go. Let's get into the news. So first up, we've got the uh, ousting of, uh, of McCarthy, and they're talking about this guy Scalise as a replacement. Uh, and apparently Scalise is, uh, he's getting treated for, uh, for, for medical treatment. He's got cancer coming up, which makes him the, uh, top pick for leading his fellow geriatrics. And Federman responded to the possibility. As old as they can find them. That's what it should be. Whoever's oldest just automatically gets the job. They can wheel them in until they can't wheel them anymore. At this point, is the job position just like, hey, anyone want to be our fall guy? Who who wants to be our fall guy? Someone could be our fall guy. People are teasing uh, Donald Trump. Um, because when I say the fall guy thing, you think they're walking back the Ukraine war situation? And, because, and they're going to blame it on the American people, being like, we could have defeated Putin, but the American people, they just decided... They, they, all of America decided that they were actually pro-Putin, and so they didn't give us the resources that we needed to finally defeat him. And then they're going to come back and shame all of us, and when we're back in our houses because of COVID, unable to use our ovens, they're going to tell us it was because we supported Putin. They're all going to turn into some Jewish grandma who's just guilt-ridden of, you know, you could have had that nice oven, and we could have still had natural gas if you didn't support Putin. Or you guys want to know why there's all this inflation. It's because you didn't give us the money to defeat Putin. Government's going to turn around. All of a sudden, it's going to be all of our faults. We were committed. We were going to get it done. We could have won that war, but the rest of you American people, you didn't realize how important it was for us to defeat Putin, and that's why now you're going to have to buy carbon credits from us, eat worms, and, you know, maybe be have a good-looking enough child that one of the elites will want to procreate with them, and that's the only way that you'll ever be able to use electricity again. But if you had just given us what we needed to defeat Putin... So, you know, maybe they're going to reinstate some some new speaker of the House who uh, then they could go. This is the guy who couldn't get Putin ousted by funding more Ukraine soldiers to die. I, I, I'm making that call now. Just wait till they start turning the whole thing around on us as a big guilt trip for not understanding how important it was to, you know, make sure that every last Ukrainian died in unwinnable war in the name of we have to defeat Putin. Or at least as much as I understand of it. Um, all right, what else we got on this? We got U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein has died at age 90. And you got to pay respect to a lady who really pretended to work till the bitter end. What's more American than that? Making it all the way to not actually doing your job at your job, that you're wheelchair bound and not showing up? That is the absolute pinnacle, tippity tippity top of getting paid to not work. That is an inspiring story to all of us. You talk about Fetterman and these other lunatics, and they go, oh, this is an inspiration for little girls. This is an inspiration. This should be an inspiration for slackers everywhere. 
of look at how far you can push not working if you can get yourself into a government position. And the lady died worth $220 million. $220 million, which I, I don't know if that was just uh, maybe she, her and Pelosi, greatest stock pickers that ever lived. But it sounds like some of this wealth was from uh, her last husband. And I think she was married like two or three times before that. So for all you women out there who maybe have kids and you're living a life of squalor and boredom, just know, you know, you just haven't been in enough marriages. Leave this one. Go to another guy. Go to the next guy. Maybe sometimes it takes three marriages before you can find the guy who's got a jet plane who you can trade stock picks for for uh, for some access to that will and then defeat off his, his natural children for more of those resources. But I don't know if any of that's true. And sometimes I just say, I don't know if any of that's true to kind of cover the liability of talking absolute nonsense. But in this case, I have no idea how this lady was worth as much money as she was. But I guess God bless her that she just wanted to volunteer her time at the Senate that even at the age of 90, worth $220 million, there was nothing better for her to do with her time than to pretend like she was continuing to work in the U.S. Senate. You'd think, hey, lady, a one. You did four marriages. You got a private plane and $220 million. How much do you owe to the overlords that you're still trying to pretend like you're working this position here? There's really nothing else that you want to do with your time? Who knows? Maybe that's the thrill of being in the Senate. Who knows what actually happens when you're there? Maybe it's the, well, she wasn't even showing up. So, you know, what thrills were there? This was another article from the uh, New York Post that Nancy Pelosi Steny Hoyer, I don't even know who Steny Hoyer is, was evicted from private capital offices by interim House Speaker. I love the pettiness. I love just giving someone the boot to some old work perk that they used to have. Hey, beat it, bitch. That ain't your office no more. Why are we giving free offices to people that don't work there? And why is it that free? the, the richer you are, the more free shit you get? You're telling me Nancy Pelosi needs a free office? Look how much money this lady's made. What the hell does this lady need a free office for? And does she ever even show up to this office? How often was this often even used that we're just reserving space in, in Washington, D.C. for a lady that doesn't even work there anymore? What did she? Was there a private bathroom? Because then I understand it. Every once in a while you show up to Washington, D.C. and you just want to make use of your private bathroom. Let me tell you, that's been one of the best work perks about uh, working in offices in New York City is that every once in a while, even when you're not at work, you can show up there and take a giant shit. Not a bad work perk. I used to have an office in Times Square. Key card, get you in 24 hours a day. You could go up there, be out partying till four in the morning, run to your boss, just go, hey, I'm trying to get an early start. That never actually happened. But it could have happened. Two in the morning, going up there after a night of partying, taking a giant shit and getting on the subway home. So, you know what? I respect why Nancy Pelosi wanted to keep her office space. And I also respect taking advantage of whatever free shit the government will give you, no matter how much of the wealth you squandered for your own, for yourself. Um, but I also love the pettiness of new people coming in and then just taking away your, your little work perks just because they can. Uh, I like Gates. I'm starting to like Gates. I got mixed feelings about Gates, but I like his focus. I like his focus. I like, uh, I like how he's just a son of a bitch. He's getting after it. You know, it might be blow or the fact that he isn't 96. You know, everyone else that's out on these uh, working in there is 96. So we're not used to this kind of youthful, vibrant, full of cum energy of getting out there and son of a bitching people. But it's fun. It's fun seeing one young guy. And he's from Florida. And so I bet like all the other people in the area, I kind of like, like, I listen, I actually don't know 
because our government pretends to shut down every three months and then they magically just go we all have to pretend like there's enough money otherwise we're going to have immediate consequences for the, the like the, we got to let this tumble on other people if we already accept now that this money doesn't exist and we let everyone know that money doesn't exist and then we have a current problem so what we need to all do is immediately pretend like there isn't a problem so that it will be a future problem don't let anyone know there's, there's definitely a problem we all can agree that there's a problem but as long as no one knows there's a problem it could still be okay until they figure it out so you don't want to be the one to let them figure it out and so then they all get very upset they go we can't be shutting this thing down and then what happens when it shuts down and no one's life changes what, what happens then when all of a sudden people are looking around, they go, hey, I think this thing will still works. That was a great Dave Smith joke. If you never saw Libertas, one of my favorites, I'm sure I'm going to blow it right now. But he had a joke about them ch checking, like shutting down the Federal Wildlife Agency. And just, I forget, the, it was something just like, I mean, it's wildlife. I think the wildlife, like the, the what are the birds? You know, tell the birds, hey, there's no government agency. You can't, you can't fly. It's like, I think the wildlife will continue to be wildlife. Uh, but I guess that's part of it. Is, you know, that's why they always shut down. I think Dave Smith talked about this also. That's all we do now. We just do Dave Smith bits and jokes on the show uh, for when, you know, you're waiting on your part of the problems. Uh, that they just shut down the fun shit so that you think that, you oh, my God, without that government, the, you, you planned your whole life so you could go to Washington, D.C., visit the land of our overlords, be impressed by the monuments and buildings and feel good about your patriotism of look how wonderful a country this is and all the great things that we do. And so you work your ass off and you don't have Nancy Pelosi office space that's just on the government taxpayer. You pay for your flight, you pay for your hotel room, and then you tell your kid, I'm sorry, but we can't go to this shitty museum with giant nuclear warheads and nothing else. I'm basically talking about the Smithsonian's. None of them are fun. I've been to why did they take another vacation? Nothing that interesting. But if you do go, I like the Hall of the uh, Presidential uh, Portraits. You get to learn a little bit about who all the presidents were. Uh, all right, that's all I had on Matt Gates, But I like it because it seems to me like they uh, made some demands over, uh, you know, actually trying to not just pretend like there's no debt. And then, you know, uh, McCarthy stands around and he's like, we need all hands on deck getting money to Ukraine. I really don't know the specifics on this one. It, it was a long skank fest. I'm still kind of tired pushing through it, pretending like everything's okay and not rattled up in my in my brain right now. Um, so I don't know all the specifics on this, but let's just say kudos to Gates. I like it. I like stirring shit up, even if it's not successful. And I like going, I represent the group of people from my specific area. And if I've got the leverage to ruin your shit because you're not doing the exact thing that my people in my area are looking for, which in this case, I'm just going to imagine is less government spending, less pretending like the debt's not an issue and less money just going to Ukraine, then God bless. Let's stir some shit up. Let's have some consequences for politicians that want to just ignore these things. And let's, uh, let's make a bit of a mess of it. And by make a mess of it, I mean be loud and make a stink about the fact that the Ukraine war is a disaster. We shouldn't be funding it. And if we're going to blow money on anything, let's make it a nice, pretty wall. And not, and not the stupid wall that Donald Trump designed with slabs that you could just, uh, you could just be climbing up. I want, I want a nice wall that looks like a Donald Trump casino that's going to be bankrupt in 10 years, but at the moment looks fancy as all fucking hell. And maybe we can build a lot of bathrooms into this wall so that if you go down to visit the border, I don't know why you'd be down visiting the border. That was a really dumb thing to do at the border, but I'm sure there's something. Maybe we could turn it into water slides. That's really mean to people who can't be on their side. So water slide idea is a bad idea. Maybe graffiti artists. I like that. All right, we came to a good idea. We had two really bad ideas. That's what you do. You brainstorm. Let's get a nice canvas up there. 
that people can do graffiti art on. But let's get good graffiti artists down there. Not what was going on with the with the Berlin Wall. Those Germans, they don't they don't know graffiti art. But sometimes in New York City, you put up things for people to graffiti, and then you end up with sick fucking graffiti. And then you could start charging people to look at the border wall, and now you got it funded. Yo, where's Banksy? Bank Bansky? Where's Ban Where's Banksy? Let's get that guy on the border wall. Give him a whole section of the border wall. And don't tell me the government can't track down Ban. You know what? I don't like forced servitude. But if it's Banksy being forced to decorate our border wall, and then it could even be his paintings of protesting him being forced to decorate our border wall, now you got a pretty ass border wall worth a lot of money. You you you've paid off what it cost to have a border wall, and then you start charging people admission. Let's call an episode right there. You want to talk about solutions to problems? You go to premierfarmer.com. That's what you do. You go to premierfarmer.com. If you own yourself a uh, uh, a doctor's office. You own yourself an independent pharmacy, and you're trying to hook up your uh, your patients with those uh, good uh, the, the the good medicines that aren't 30, 40 percent overpriced with coupons going back to the executives over at CVS who are pretending like they're getting you the best pricing. But lo and behold, if you just get an honest independent pharmacist willing to work with PremierPharma.com, you can get your generic drugs for 30 to 40 percent less. So if you're in that game. The independent pharmacy game, doctor office game, talk to the people at premierpharma.com. All right, we still got more on this topic. They're talking about Jim Jordan possibly as the uh, next gavel holder. Can we just start call it that? Can we just call him the, the, the gavel slapper? Maybe we could divide the position, gavel holder, gavel slapper. Gavel slapper is probably more fun, but he doesn't get to run the meeting, but he does get to slap the gavel. And I feel like that's fun, too. You, you know, they don't even slap the gavel all that much. There's just a lot of uh, people going... Uh, Court of, point of order, point of order. No, they slap gavels. They, I've seen them slap, do some gavel slapping. What would happen if you brought on your own, like, super, super large ga- gavel? All right, enough gavel talk. Anyways, I like Jim Jordan. He was the best on uh, the Russia collusion stuff. I don't think he's done a good enough job on uh, taking down Fauci. But he runs meetings in a civil enough manner. I think the only reason he didn't get it the last time is because he's enough of a team player that when his name was proposed and he was a good option, he said, I'm not going to put my name into the ring because McCarthy's ahead of me in line. But I think now that McCarthy has been ousted and they realize that uh, that's not going to be an option, I wonder if Jim Jordan's name will actually be floated. And uh, I think uh, he could be a good man for the position, especially if uh, Trump comes back into office, because I think the two of them could work uh, pretty good well together. Now, Trump, there's a possibility that he might take over the gavel. He might be the gavel slapper, gavel holder. He, this uh, NBC News, Trump is not ruling out being the new House Speaker. Um, and when they asked him, of course, he responded, if you'll keep me out of court, if I don't have to go to court, I'll do it. I could stand there. No one slapped the gavel as good as I've slapped the gavel. Uh, I would like it if Donald Trump ran the reverse campaign, where usually you're the president, and then after two years, instead of being president, you just go and you campaign so you can continue to be president. Now, the job is so position, is so important and you can get so much done being president that it's important for you to not work the job so you can get out there and convince people that you'd be good at doing the job. So Donald Trump should go in the opposite direction and just just be there and actually work and get shit done and make a campaign about, hey, I'm here actually working. Look at that guy. He's out there falling downstairs, but not me. I'm here actually working. And these assholes are trying to take everything I ever earned. Which brings us to this next New York City court case, which I believe is uh, next up on our top, top topic docket over here. 
is that the uh, Trump attends opening of his New York fraud trial. And so you've got this New York fraud trial, which, um, firstly, it's crazy that it's not being recorded. I feel like if there's ever been a trial where we should be able to see how this judge is operating, uh, after all, it's not, it's, it's just up to the, to the Trump now. I mean, it's just up to, uh, to the judge now. Apparently, this judge is so good, he doesn't need a jury. Usually you get a judge and he wants to work with the jury so that it's not his fault whether or not it's a good or bad decision to get the jury there. But in this case, no jury. I don't understand why there's no jury. You know what else I don't understand is uh, who exactly is the victim here? Because from what I understand, most of these loans have been paid back or there's been no money lost by the people that he defrauded on his crazy high evaluations. And then you also got the problem that when he was making these crazy high evaluations, he was doing it with the, with the, with the bank. A bank that's got all the resources in the world to go, hey, that's a really high evaluation. You're in the game where you're like, I want a lot of money from you. That's what I'm doing. And as much money as you'll give me, I will take it. So here's the collateral. It's this house right here. And it's worth this. And it's up to the bank to go, all right, well, with that piece of collateral, I can only give you this. That's the conversation to be had. The bank fucks up and then they give you way more. I was on the bank. The, what, the government, the bank really needs, well, the, the bank has the government to cover all of its debts anyways if they messed anything up. Uh, but does do we really need someone else, like all of a sudden while well, we're on the side of banks here? Uh, don't, don't be mean to that bank. Oh, Donald Trump was being mean to banks. You can't be mean to a bank. They, the, the, those good people down at the bank being defrauded? How, oh, oh my God, that's, that someone would, that someone would lie to a bank? A good old, a good, oh my God, that just, that honest bank sitting on that corner just trying to get money to all the people and store people's money and that someone would walk in there and try and lie to them for more? I mean, who exactly are we saying is the victim here? As I don't think any money has actually been lost. Uh, the bank has all of the power in the world to do its own homework and uh, deny or make a loan. So it's unclear as to uh, who exactly was the victim here, why this is such a high crime that they would strip him of his business, why we can't see this court proceeding, and then, of course, why this is being done without a jury. I mean, all of those, I believe, are, uh, are fair questions. And uh, it would seem to me like the system is, uh, we're fully socialized here. They're doing everything they can to make this so expensive that, you know, Donald Trump or outsiders don't want to play the game, where uh, they will just strip you of your possessions I guess, you know, why did this fraud case come up? Because he had a, uh, um, he had an AG, I think that's the name of the position. What is it, Loretta James? Is that the lady's name? Who specifically said, I will go get Donald Trump. And then used, I, well, I guess taxpayers in the area, they were into this. They were like, I will, I will vote for that person who's going to go clean up this mess and get that guy in trouble. And so I guess this is taxpayer dollars well spent that she went after this guy got some judge who would get rid of a jury, listen to a case, and go, all right, I know that the banks could have done all their own homework, and I know that at the end of the day, this was a good investment for the banks because they made their money, but at the end of the day, you lied to them. And because you lied to them, <laughs> you're being dishonest? You can't do that. It's not fair in business, even if everyone makes money. Even if, even if your business partner makes money, it's not right, it's not fair. And so you can't keep those properties anymore that you made money for the partner that we're saying you defrauded. I don't understand it. Other than to say, this is socialism, man. Fucking take all your shit just because you're opposing the system. And how are we going to have this noble leader 
uh, do QAnon this time and lead all the pedophiles out of Washington. All right, Donald Trump's tower and these other New York properties could be lost in $250 million civil fraud case. I would love it if they actually sold for more than the evaluations. Oh, and then, of course, I saw this judge, this fucking weaselly-ass judge, who I hope more and more footage of this guy starts coming out on, uh, on Twitter. But one of the things that they were knocking him for was he gave this incredibly low valuation to the most beautiful Mar-a-Lago. I think he gave it was like a $25 million evaluation. Donald Trump was saying that it was like worth $2 billion. And then people just went online and they pulled up the pictures on Zillow of tinier properties. I mean, mansions, but compared to, I guess, the Mar-a-Lago property that were all going for that same $25 million evaluation. And then the judge pulled an absolute fat... I never said that. I never said that the property was only worth $25 million. I just made an evaluation of who was or wasn't lying. And I decided that the evaluation of the $25 million, which is clearly wrong, was the more honest evaluation than the $2 billion. But I never said $22 million. I never said that. I got that number from an expert who is a better expert than trustees that I trusted over the guy that got it right, even though he was totally wrong. But I never said that the property was worth. Uh, I hope maybe Donald Trump needs to raise funds and we just see him start fire selling random shit from his house. Full scale Donald Trump salesman mode, just like on the Internet. You want curtain? I got curtains here. You need a lamp? I got a lamp here. Uh, all right, this was from the Wall Street Journal because, you know, I'm out here, I'm screaming all sorts of nonsense. So you might think that it was all nonsense. So this is from the Wall Street Journal. I didn't even think this was the opinion section. Judge rules Trump used fraud. Uh, from the facts and governing law, the court disregarded the viewpoint of those actually involved in the loan transactions who testified there was nothing misleading, there was no fraud, and the transactions were all highly profitable, he said. Key said the full impact of the decision was unclear, but pledged that Trump and his family will seek all available uh, appellate remedies to rectify the miscarriage of justice. You know what? That's continued from page one. Maybe that sounds scandalous and like it's a bombshell, but I don't know. I didn't realize it was a quote, and that might be a quote from uh, Trump's lawyer. I, I seem to have missed the video inserting it, but there was a video making the rounds of Twitter of this lawyer talking about how sometimes juries get it wrong. And how his job is to somewhat, or how he uh, will circumvent juries. And I think that was at least a decent insight into uh, this Trump's personality. And this Trump's, uh, I mean, this judge's view of justice. Uh, and I guess the court case is still developing. Trump claimed that he had a nice victory in court today. As the, tr as the judge did say that there was one item that was beyond uh, the time limit that you were allowed to bring it forward and then of course you get the uh the the the, the opposing attorney going well i'll figure out a more rel like an earlier uh a, a closer to today documentation of it that would then make it relevant again uh so at least trump was saying that day one went pretty good for him on the sham trial but this does look to be He's got other trials in the works. He's still got the January 6th. He's still got all sorts of things in the work. You got Stormy Daniels might come back into action. All sorts of shenanigans in the works. Uh, but this one, the fact that I, I think they might just be, I don't even know if he gets paid on the seizure of the properties. I mean, who knows? When government just comes in and they start taking your shit, who knows what the rules are for that? 
All right, this was a Washington Post article that the appeals court limits cyber defense agencies' contacts with tech companies. So we've already had rulings of whether or not the Biden administration is allowed to interact with social media companies at all. And luckily, we've had the government step in and say that they certainly violated First Amendment rights because they essentially coerced even though they never called them up and said, hey, do this, or we're going to come and take your homes like Donald Trump. They never made calls like that. But they did say, hey, if you, we think that that's dangerous and, you know, we're going to take away your protections or, you know, we really would appreciate if you did this and we really wouldn't like if you did that. And isn't this other thing incredibly dangerous and going to lead to death? You wouldn't want to be leading to death on your platform. So they decided that they applied enough pressure that it was obviously a violation of our First Amendment rights. And so you would think once they make that declaration well are we going to get some uh are we going to get some paychecks from government for ruining our ability to earn income on these platforms by threatening the platforms to remove or downgrade our content where's the class action lawsuit to hide biden personally responsible for removing or or these individuals who's actually going to get in trouble for this because if no one's going to get in trouble we all know it's going to keep happening and also are we going to get every government organization not to do it because now they're like oh and included in this ban will be fisa so fisa can't call them but if there's another government agency in place that can make threatening calls i guess they can I guess, in fact, if Congress wanted to, they could make FISA too, or even they could make the, uh, the 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 new new FISA make calls to censor social media branch, and then just in six years, the, the, the that that can basically exist until the next lawsuit, and then they can make the even more threatening calls to social media branch, and then wait another six years to get rid of that branch and go, oh, what they would what, what the even more threatening calls. Uh, but of course, they always go the other way. They go, it would be the the non-empower uh, freedom of social media agency or the, um, the pro-free speech integrity unit. And then once we find out that the pro-free speech integrity unit was actually making the threatening calls that FISA was, guess what? They'll disband them and then it will take six more years before, you know, you take out the new government agency. Anything... Any idea that you're going to remove the power of one branch of government because they overstepped, like that's not tied into the next one? It's like a fucking game of whack-a-mole. All right, so the FISA, this branch can't call them, but the next people can call them? Stupidity of the highest order. But you want to know it isn't stupid? Wearing sheathunderwear.com. That's the first good decision you can make in the morning. If you like to sleep in the nude, farting on your sheets, really stinking up the place, hopefully, I don't sleep in the nude. You guys sleep in the nude? Who's sleeping in the nude out here? I wore boxers, sheets, to be clear about that, because I like cupping my nuts. I like making sure that my nuts are not going to get all tangled. You can go down the Run Your Mouth archive, going all the way back years ago when I talked about one episode of Venture Brothers where a character's nuts got looped together, and I was afraid that that could happen to me in my sleep, so I always made sure to sleep in a position where you kind of cup your nuts, so that you know they can't get all tangled in your sleep because you're rolling around. I roll around a lot of my sleep. When I go to sleep, I'll have nightmares that I'm rolling down a hill and then I'll wake up sometimes and I'm just like rolling, 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 rolling in my bed. And you want to make sure that when you're rolling, tossing and turning in your bed because you're having nightmares that you're rolling down a hill, that you don't get your balls stuck together. Uh, and then a doctor emailed me to let me know that that could only happen when you're a pre-prepubescent, but that no matter how much you roll in your sleep because you're having nightmares of tumbling down a hill, as an adult, you can't actually tangle your nuts. Maybe I imagine that 
because sometimes I'm confused in the morning after having nightmares of tumbling and rolling down a hill in my sleep. Anyways, if you do sleep in the nude and the first thing you do in the morning is put on your underwear, you should start your day with sheathunderwear.com, the greatest underwear that's ever graced the balls of man. And if you use promo card RYM, you can have 20% off the sheathunderwear.com, which I'm wearing right now. There you go. Donald Cerrone's. It's my current favorite pair. So I like the ones that go, uh, that kind of go down, down the leg. It's a nice feeling. All right. We got more, we got more episode for you guys. Uh, toilet paper sustainability scorecard. Um, oh yeah, this was about that, uh, uh, the, the toilet paper. It's bad for the environment because they only use premium trees. They can't even use replanted trees. They, they got to take down the biggest and best trees in order for you to wipe your ass with. Now, personally, I'm a wet wipes guy. That's the way I'm operating. I, 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 I just, there's too much coming out of there for, for a simple toilet paper. I'm a wet wipes guy. I like a nice shiny butthole. I tried the bidet thing, but in my bathroom, I needed to get a uh, handheld bidet because there wasn't enough area. This is how you know you haven't made it in life. When there's not enough area between, oh, no, no, no. It was the toilet thing could not come up because it was like ruined. I guess I could have called a plumber instead of pretending like I know how to do things. Anyways, let's just, let's just jump ahead. Let's just, we don't have to get into the particulars of why I couldn't buy like the one of the regular, you know, bidet things, but I, I had to get, I got a handheld bidet and, um, it was great cause it was keeping my ass clean, but I was spraying shit all over my legs. Not a real thing, but it was, it was weird. You had to like get underneath and ugh, it was just, it was too much. It was too much, and then you also had to turn it off, and I would never remember to turn it off. Lucky that I never flooded my apartment. And then the, the tip actually broke off the thing, and now I just have it sitting next to my toilet so that if in some sort of an emergency case scenario, the green people decide that we can't have toilet paper anymore, I'm still prepared. You know, this would have been a great spot for a bidet sponsor right here. Uh, if you're out there and you got one of these modern bidet companies and you want to come over here and actually install on my toilet so I can make my asshole really clean with your fresh water, uh, I would be uh, I would be down for it. And then we could redo this whole segment about how people won't have toilet paper in the future because it's taking the best trees. So remember, by the way, if you really care about the environment, you got to start wa- walking around with the dirty asshole. Um, Pope Francis softens Vatican's ban on blessing gay couples. I'm getting tired. Let's do that on another episode. Uh, FCC chair aims to restore net neutrality rules. Oh, all right. This, this one's fun. You would have thought we defeated this net neutrality thing. It's over here. This is from the wall street journal. Let's read this quote. Uh, today there is no expert agency ensuring that the internet is fast, open and fair. And look how well it's worked. This is their claim of, oh my God, the internet. How can the internet possibly continue without a single expert agency ensuring that it's fast, open, and fair? You mean the one thing that just works really, really well? There's no one in all of America sitting down right now going, I can't watch porn quickly enough. Even the homeless people without regular access to internet are going to the library, standing on street corners in New York City with these giant machines that you guys have put with internet. Nobody's got a problem with the internet. The only people who have a problem with the internet are people who are staying at fancy hotels right now because fancy hotels don't want to give you good internet because the fact that you spent $200, $225 for a hotel room for one night to be in fucking Michigan is not good enough. And the fact that they have plenty of internet because they, they, there's no one else staying there, they got to charge you more to watch your porn in high speed or with multiple tabs. If it's one tab, you're going to be okay. Let's be honest. But anyways, how great is that? That's their newest argument. Today, 
There is no expert agency ensuring that the internet is fast, open, and fair. And that's why it never works. That's why every single day when you try and turn on your internet, you can't go anywhere. You're just trying on the thing. You're trying to send an email and you go, oh my God, since there's no government agency, this email's going nowhere. I can't believe that we're bringing back the net neutrality talk. Someone go down the run your uh, the part of the problem archive. We did a whole episode on the fear mongering of uh, what would happen if the government didn't step in with net neutrality. And before we even have the conversation, can we just acknowledge they were wrong? You know what it would be like? I, I mean, the net neutrality thing would be like if before COVID they said, hey, if we don't shut down, everyone's going to die. Hey, everyone listen to Sam Harris, so we're all going to die. And then they didn't do it. And then all of a sudden, I, the, the weaker variant came around or whatever. And they're like, hey, guys, we got to shut down. Everyone's going to die. No, no, no. We stayed open and it was fine. We already didn't listen to you. You said we were all going to die. It's not like the global warming thing. Oh, well, the worst of it didn't happen. What do you what 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 new thing is going to happen? Like at least with global warming, you get to pretend like there's more and more carbon, so it keeps heating more and more and it's becoming more and more of a problem. With the net neutrality thing, what the companies become more evil over the last 5 years? 5 years ago, I they, they amassed more power. I guess that's what it is. If government doesn't step into the game now, these internet companies that have more competition and that you got the Starlink thing, or who exactly are the providers here that need the government regulation? Ooh, maybe this is an Elon Musk thing that he won't be required to do the net neutrality thing because he's working off a different technology. Who knows? But you got your broadbands. You still got fuckers working on dial-up. I don't know. All right, this was an article from the Wall Street Journal. Did I just mess up my sound here? Uh, The Biden FCC plan to break 5G. Let's read a little bit of this. I think this might have been the opinion section. Remember predictions that the Trump Federal Communications Commission Chair Ajit Pai would break the Internet by rescinding Obama's net neutrality rules? The Internet somehow still works and is now even faster. Yet Biden regulars plan to fix it by reimposing political control. Democratic FFC Commissioner Anna Gomez was sworn in Monday and Chair Jessica Rosen Walker something is off and running with a new three to two majority. On Tuesday, she announced plans to reinstate the Obama regulatory regime that reclassified broadband providers as common carriers under Title II of the 1934 Communications Act. Net neutrality has long been a rallying cry of the left. Progressives claimed during the Obama years that broadband providers had to be regulated as utilities so they wouldn't slow or block websites. Yet providers weren't doing uh, weren't doing so then and haven't since the Trump FCC scrapped the Title II regime in 2018. Instead, Americans have experienced faster broadband speeds. By the end of 2019, 94% of Americans had access to high-speed fixed and mobile broadband, up from 77% in 2015. Between 2016 and 2019, the number of rural Americans lacking high-speed internet fell nearly 50%. By the way, you don't need high-speed internet. It's nice to have, but you could survive without Netflix in the evening. You could. Not saying you should. Not saying it's not nice to have quicker internet. But I'm just saying we're also talking about a thing that you don't really need to have. Let's continue. Broadband investment. I guess maybe Zoom meetings in the afternoon if you're working from home. Maybe I'm wrong on that. All right. Broadband investment dipped after the Obama FCC imposed Title II in 2015. But Title II rollback and 5G rollout have produced a surge of investment. Last year, the industry spent $102 billion on capital expenditure, up from $76 billion in 2016. Prices for internet service has risen 7% since January 2020, much less than the 18 2% increase in the consumer price index. You guys catch that one? In other words, prices are up, but not like in line with, you know, general inflation. 
Contrast this high-speed U.S. leap to Europe, where broadband providers are regulated as utilities. By 2020, U.S. rural fixed broadband deployment led all areas in the European Union. The, the digital divide between Europe and the U.S. has been growing as investment per household is three times higher in the U.S. Americans today can enjoy streaming their favorite shows without service interruptions that are common in Europe. The faster U.S. Uh, the faster U.S. to fix Title II isn't needed to prevent carriers from slowing down service or charging websites more for faster speed. You guys can read the rest of this article on your own time, but I think you guys get it. Government's not going to come in and make it that you can watch your porn any quicker. Uh, let's skip that one. Let's skip that one. Let's skip that one. Oh, yeah, the guy who pulled the fire alarm. That was that was amazingly uh, childish. Uh, all right, let's do the quicks. Let's call it a day. Cause I'm 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 tired. I want to go to bed and eat something. I'm hungry. Firstly, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, painting of uh, Hillary Clinton looking like a whack-a-mole. Doesn't that look? You guys remember playing whack-a-mole in the arcade with the little weasel things that would pop out of things? Tell me that's not the stance. I gotta stop standing like that. I do that a lot, by the way. I guess I'm more of a crossed arm dude, but I I, I I I do a lot. I do a lot of that stance. I gotta stop. I gotta stop standing around like Hillary Clinton. But uh, this is you get paint me. Can put me give me a nice head of hair. You know what I mean? I, I, they, they did a nice job of kind of slimming her down and stuff, but it's just, uh, I don't know, maybe they were really trying to capture arrogance, and they just, they, they nearly did it with that, that half smile of, yes, everything I did is incredible. Uh, and then, who's the guy, who's the, who's the pretty lady sitting next to Bill Clem? Is that their new thing, where they just openly admit that he's having affairs, but they're just showing off that this is one of a better age gap or something? Firstly, Bill, at least in this picture, still looks pretty good for his age. Is that Blinken's wife? Does the guy pushing the Ukraine war get a hot wife? Is that is that why he's doing it? All right, let's do a, a couple quicks here. Uh, firstly is Republican de debate recap. I don't know if you guys watched that. I was watching it. I mean, it, it's already a while ago because I was watching it the first night I got into Vegas. Uh, but I would just describe it as candidates trying to showcase their ability to yell over the other candidates. It's like, uh, if I can just cut in here for a second and showcase my ability to bully everyone else for some screen time... I guess it kind of worked well for um, it, for uh, Ramaswamy in the first debate. So everyone was just like, let's try and yell so that we can get more of the time. And by the way, I don't know who coached Ramaswamy between the first and second debate and got him from kind of talking smarter and faster and more interestingly than everyone else to going into slogans and sounding like the right. It's like, it, it's like, hey, if you want to not win this thing, you got to showcase being more like these other people that are outdated and not good at this. Um, Chris Christie's looking a little bit uh, slimmer. I'm going to, I'm venturing to guess that that guy's Ozempic and it's the next job. It might be a salesperson for Ozempic. I feel like that could be a good job for him. Um, at one point though, I did like where he spaced out. He was like, just looking at his card and I was hoping he would look up and just be like, I'm, I'm ordering seamless <laughs> debates almost over. I'm getting something else to eat. Um, but, uh, you know, and I love this because every time Chris Christie yells, at what point, at what point this, I, I would love to be up there and respond. At what point, uh, at what point do we fix the government by closing bridges over gripes and kill people in need of emergency services? I don't understand how he's even allowed on this debate stage. Between the Bridgegate incident that I had to sit through and the incident where um, he beached himself as a whale and closed the beach so that he can enjoy it for himself, I don't understand how this guy... I mean, he literally, didn't he kill a guy? I'm pretty sure he killed a guy. I just got stuck needing to pee for a really long time. And it was very unpleasant getting stuck in, in Bridgegate. 
Uh, it was the most remarkable traffic jam I've ever seen in New York City. I'm one of the few survivors, and I'm able to live to tell the tale of the guy who closed down the bridge. And I, I'm pretty sure one guy died. Uh, all right. All right. What else I got? Uh, sport washing. That was somewhat interesting. It's that the uh, Saudi Arabian prince keeps like sponsoring sporting events and trying to get more into sporting because Americans were such dumbasses and we're so in love in, with entertainment. If you do enough of that, we're like, yeah, you can bomb Yemen. Just uh, keep, you know, just, just, just make sure my basketball players are getting good contracts. Um, Elon Musk went down to the board and yelling about citizen journalism. I'd like to do more actual journalism myself because sometimes you're like, I want some of the actual facts and figures. I want to actually see what's going on. I feel like one of the best things we did on Run Your Mouth was like five years ago, right out of Charlottesville, there was this incident in Boston where they canceled a parade. And then we tracked down the guy who actually organized it. And it was just some nice kid at a college. And it was amazing that the entire news, every single thing was making this huge stink over an event. And all it took was one Facebook message to actually talk directly to the kid and showcase how the entire coverage of it was nonsense. I'd like to be doing more of that on the show. And I do think that Twitter... And I haven't been on Telegram for a while, but Telegram was interesting that way, too, at times where you can be hearing something on the news and then people can put a picture or a video right in front of you that they took on their phone that just we saw that with Ukraine war where you see the as a battalion, you see them hailing things. You know, sometimes like actually just being able to see what's happening on the ground and not just the way it's being presented to you by people with their phone makes all the difference. I mean, that's what happened with the George Floyd thing. Hey, that guy would have been like every other cop. Yeah, that was his training. But, you know, you did something pretty horrific that was right on camera because people were there taping it. And uh, I do think, you know, sites like Twitter uh, almost focusing or trying to channel more of that, I do think that's a win. Um, all right, that's it for today's episode. Some of these other topics we can uh, cover on the next one. Oh, as long as we're teasing topics that will be on a future episode, I've also got... Um, there were two articles that came up today kind of talking about that U.S. dollar usage is actually up. And I've been over here yelling bloody murder. The system's coming apart. And uh, at least there were some good articles arguing the other way of don't worry, dollars king shit and everyone loves shit. So as long as you're the biggest shit, everyone, everyone likes the biggest shit. And then uh, the other article we'll get into, though, it was kind of the opposite story of just how bad the commercial real estate market is looking and whether or not that thing is looking to implode. All right, that is our episode. I met Mohegan Sun with Davey Smith this weekend. Um, probably next week, I'm home all week, so we'll probably do a, a Monday and Wednesday episode. That's it for now. Coming out on Porch Tour, YoCranum.com, home of the $60 kilo. Nothing else to say, so just going to awkwardly stop the show because it's over. We're done. I want to eat something because I'm hungry. And so...